G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. WA's Novated Leasing Specialist can save you thousands on your dream car. Fleetnetwork.com.au Right around Western Australia on SEN. It's Scotty and Goss for breakfast with Scott Cummings and Tim Gossage. morning, 25 degrees is the estimated top. It's currently 11. We are in the Toolkit Depot studio, thanks to Frank Agostino. I called him Frank Italiano the other day. Did you? I introduced him to someone as Frank Italiano. I know, I know. It's a big no-no. Fleet Network, anyway, he's the boss. still going to sponsor us? Uh, To be negotiated, WA's Novated Leasing Special. Save your thousands on your dream car. Fleetnetwork.com.au Has yours been downgraded? Your car? No, actually, my car, because... Uh, breaking news, if I can. Thanks, oh. breaking news. I bet you it's not. <laughs> you talk about cars. Yes, I love and it. I, and thanks to the team at Fleet Network, I'm lucky enough to be driving around in a beautiful Triton. Yeah. Look after it, love it. Travels well. You drive well too. I've mean, mentioned thank before. You. I've seen because we've got to merge out here under Polly. You get out, you've got to change lanes in the middle straight away. So you can go through the pipe. Mm. But the best lane to be in is the right one because mm. it doesn't get messed up with the James mm. Street and the freeway. Yeah. I see you. I see you. I notice you. <laughs> but you do it well. You don't cut people off or anything no. like that. You indicate. Yeah, I'm a merger. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm all for it. I I'm not it. a cutter-offer. No, nah, I'm a good merger and a waiver. And, and let in, people in. And you know what an indicator is? Yes. It's, it's an indicate your intention, yeah. not after you've moved to start indicating. Or just ignore it altogether. So... I was led to believe, breaking news, thank you very much, Fleet Network, yep, thank you very much, that one said ambassador for the Fleet Network who happened to also work in the afternoon shift and the run home between three and five. We just throw an ambassadorships around willy-nilly, Frank, and I thought the thought across the table here would be a chance. Don't worry. Um, one Damien Martin. If he goes for the initials of... Yeah, what's he done? Hasn't biffed his fleet network. He has biffed his fleet network. No. Uh, he backed into a pole <laughs> and has uh, done no. a fair job on it as well. And he did that on Saturday morning prior to coming to the races with myself and Frank Agostino and the team from Fleet Network on Saturday. He drove to the races? Yes, oh. Marto did, because he had to go and do a wedding after that. Oh, he's celebrant to the stars. Yeah. So he, um, He's yeah. biffed it. He, he's, only, he's a yeah. fresh ambassador too, isn't he? Backed it into a pole. Come on, Dave. I bet you, you know what? I bet you were still smiling. I bet you were still happy. Still a beautiful person. Yep. And he just drove off. Anyway, uh, give me a good day today. I've got a good feeling about today. Today as in the, look, o- just, the overall day? You know or when your, your morning hours? starts? No, the overall day. Um, you know when your morning starts and just things mm-hmm. things has just put you in a good mood? So what's put you in a good mood? Well, f- first of all, um, you know how we've been doing this show since uh, early March, Right, and so every morning we walk, do the walk from the car park to here and we generally come across our rollerblading mate. It doesn't matter if it's zero degrees or 18, he's in his shorts, his Rafa Nadal-type real tweet singlet, his camel pack. Say good morning to him from March through to very late July and I just thought I'm going to wear this bloke down. Got nothing, nothing. This morning, I walk it in. He goes, morning, mate. I'm like, oh, 
Jase, good morning. How are you? And he was talking to me as he was rollerblading down there. I said, have a great day, champ. You too. Like, wow. And as I was doing that, there were two little magpies that just walked with me from the car to the front door here of OSCNCO. So they just walked with me. I think possibly because I was on a crutch and they thought there's not much left in this bloke and there could be a quick feed. But it was just one of those signs you go, it's going to be a good day today. I would suggest there's two parts to that story. One, he had pods in and was saying hello to someone else on a mobile phone call as no, he was rollerblading. Definitely. Oh, so maybe his, his last words were, mate, I'm on the phone. <laughs> Stop talking to me. And, uh. the, and the two magpies, I'd check your bag because the magpies I know would have stolen your keys. So if you want to go out there right now. Oh, you've turned that into a Collingwood joke. <laughs> Mate, this is positive things that have happened today that's going to be a good day. I hope everyone has a good day. Um, I went to, a, I've got a, I know you've got a bunk foot and we have more on that nah, a bit later. Gold. No, there's no more on that. We don't need to talk about that. You, you're better today, I must admit. Um, I but yesterday, a friend of mine went to a podiatrist. Yeah. For the podiatrist. No, not letting anyone touch it. He's had a hot, terrible, terrible time. He's only got, he's lost a toe. First and foremost, so he's got a... How did you lose a toe? Uh, I think it broke and it Get got to a knife point. Injuries, Not sure. Injuries. Anyway, so he's um, uh, lost a toe and then he went to the podiatrist yesterday and had to get changing of the arch thing they put under your foot and all yes. that sort of stuff. Yes. Anyway, and then he, he, and he told me that he actually sat down with the podiatrist and actually sat there, almost felt like the podiatrist was like a psychologist. Oh. Because he said, you know, he's only got nine... Toes, so yeah. to speak. He's so he's one on toe a, less. He's, he's and, always on a lean. Yeah, so he's lost a toe, and he said, and in the process, he's now lost his girlfriend. And he's had sat down and sat with his at the podiatrist and chatted about losing his girlfriend. He said, "How did you lose her?" And she goes, "She's lactose." Oh, <laughs> 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 just lactose intolerant. Good <laughs> 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 Oh, I'm, not, I'm angry at myself for laughing. <laughs> what? I was actually listening. I says, yeah, okay, this place had a nice chat and he's got himself right. I should know better. Seriously, I just said, I just said we've been doing the show since March and I still tipped into that. I tiptoed into it. Anyway. So, so lactose, as in... Yeah, no, lactose. Bedshed text line 0487-736-736. Bedshed are the experts in temper mattresses, pillows and bases. They are. You're so happy with that, are you? Yep. That, was a, that wasn't your worst, to be honest with you. What have we got? I'm gonna, well, I'll tell you what we've got in the show first and foremost. Yeah. Uh, Joshy Fontana was returning to WA. He uh, was our man who was representing WA in the uh, Indoor Cricket World Cup. Over there in Melbourne. It's only just finished. The tournament's only just finished. Seemed like a while ago. Oh, God. It's a well, they've got to play a game, then get on the cans. That's what you do in indoor cricket, and then play a game. And Josh Fontana's going to join us because they won. Oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> Could have pulled that up. Cameron Bancroft. Banger. Yeah. I just, I just have a small clarification, too, on any young hopefuls in the media industry that are doing voiceovers. Bancroft, not Bangcroft. There's no G in it. It's not Bang. Bancroft. It's Bancroft. Bancroft, yeah. That's right. Just so you know. After 7 o'clock, Ed Allen's going to join us. Was that for me or was that for well, young hopefuls was, in the media? I don't well, I was sort Bancroft. of looking at you at the corner of my yeah, eye. Anyway. I know that look now. <laughs> I've got to go over the tapes. I've never said Bancroft. 
Uh, he just pointed at me and said, yeah, you just did. <laughs> Ed Allen's going to join us. Now, he's the son of Hawthorne and Fremantle star. Right. Ben. Yep. And brother of Link. Now, you don't know Link. I know Link. Well, I'm going to give you a little small snapshot of Link. Link was the Lois. <laughs> but, <it wasn't, laughs> but he wasn't paid. He would come in and he, he was sort of like just chip around the edges. And then, and then, get a feel for it. Yeah. And then, and then now he's working at SEN in Melbourne as well as studying over there, doing media, sports media, I think. You have to study for that. No, 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 no. no. Sports media is his study. Yeah, you have to study and, for sports media. <clears throat> you have to study to troll, troll through people's social medias and report on that. Well, it's it not, seems they're weird. not journalists. It it's sports media just to see how it works. But okay. Anyway, sorry for talking while you're interrupting. Anyway. So Link, right? So Link, yeah. He um he used to update his Twitter handle that every time he spoke on the radio, so one or two times, he would go and two time on air SEN breakfast <laughs> speaker. He is now the producer of Off the Bench. Is he Saturday morning? He's one of the producers. Does a lot of the tech work behind he's the scenes. Be busy. He's very very busy. A lot busy. of grabs in that show. So Link Allen is the brother of Ed Allen. Ed Allen's going to join us. Yep. Um, and Link is a very good man and has provided us with a little bit of information that might just tone up the conversation nicely. It could drive a wedge between the family. Oh, well, that's, some of the I'm stuff. all for that. I'm all for that. John Rilly's going to join us. Um, oh, we're going to talk about Jesse Wagstaff copping a... One game with an early plea suspension. Will they take that on? We'll talk a bit more about the Wildcats. That, and that's a joke. It's a fitting joke. Keep was... your powder dry for that. And Braden Becker I'm angry. in the studio will join us after 7.30. We've spoken to Braden. He's out to defend his WA Open crown. Um, and he's got through to the final staff, through the first stage, of course, of the world qualifying tool, um, uh, uh, school and tool in Portugal. So uh, he's going to join us, Braden Becker. Brilliant. Yeah. Because the WA Open starts Thursday. Thursday. The WA Club. At the WA enough. Club. Um, a question. I want to play you this. This was Ross Lyon after walking out of um, Peter Bassett's. Is it Peter Bassett? The North Melbourne. Uh, the Andrew. St. Kilda, Andrew Bassett. Thank you. Andrew Bassett is the president of the St Kilda Football Club. And there was a meeting yesterday and Ross Lyon was doorstopped by uh, Tom Brown. Tom Brown, Tom Brown. Can we just ask you briefly uh, if you're interested? I know you've got commercial interest in the St Kilda job. I just had a, a meeting inside then, so yeah, it's um, it's a it's a it's um, it's a big step, isn't it? Have they offered you the job, Ross? I, no, we just had an initial discussion. It's fair to say you've got initial interest. Yeah, otherwise I wouldn't come and meet. Ross, Ross, Ross. Now listen. He doesn't take long to slip back into old Ross, does he? <laughs> if if that was an initial discussion, <laughs> I'll go E, because yeah. there's no way in the world... No way. Uh, he hasn't spoken to them already. No way. There's no way in the world he hasn't been canvassed... No way. ...seriously spoken to before they sacked Brett Ratton. No way in the world. Now, the Ross, straight back into lying. For many of the years... Lying. For many of the years that Ross was in WA... Thank you. Thank you. I'll tell you what, I'm informed today. <laughs> oh, it's going, I've changed my... June. This is going to be a long day. So Ross Lyon, for the many years that he was in WA, yes. um, used to challenge, respond, retort. Um, 
butt heads with the assembled WA media. Call them Steve and their name's Tim. Yep, but that's okay. Uh, challenged me when I rocked up to a press conference at this very venue one day and said I must have been in the area. Because <laughs> they normally yeah. send the young'uns. Yeah, and I, but I didn't go to his um, his farewell press conference, which was came sudden. You were uh, having a celebration down the road. <laughs> I wasn't in the area at the time, Ross. Um, anyway, so interesting enough that the Victorian counterparts would often um, find it amusing the way Ross would respond in press conferences. Oh, we love Ross. He's a funny guy. I love his retorts. Give us something different. Give us something different. Yep. Isn't he a ref- breath of fresh air? I think the years that he's done in the media, a bit on television and radio, will give him a better um, knowledge of the way the, the media works and whether they're chasing headlines, whether they're chasing the facts. Yeah. All I'll suggest is if you are a member of the media, and in particular there's a lot of young kids coming through that weren't around when Ross was coach, coaching St Kilda in Fresh Melbourne. out of their sports media Correct, degree. correct. Hello, Lynn Callan. 16 Just, times in County. The rule of thumb with Ross Lyon was the same with Mick Malthouse. Have a question, but have a follow-up question and have dates and have times if you're going to quote and have facts. Be a scout. Be prepared. Be ready. Be prepared. Be ready. Don't just chase a headline and, and you know, the, the punch on, the punch off type stuff. Be ready. And you're out to get a story and you're out to get a quote and you're out to get his opinion. You're not out to, to make a headline, which seems to be the way with a lot of media guys at the moment. Yeah, that's what they hang their hat on now. Yeah. So good luck. I hope it goes well for them. And I look forward to seeing how they change their tune, thinking that dealing with Ross Lyon as a football coach is fun. Now that he's in their backyard. Correct. Again, it would be just going to be if he gets the gig. And it's all pointing that way. And we spoke to Stephen Milne yesterday. And yep. oh, Milne, done, Milne, well, poorly veiled. Look, there's certainly something bubbling away. And he was excited about it. He speaks to a lot of the past players that seem to be driving a lot of this, all the players that Ross coached. Hmm. Let me just say that the players that Ross coached, they're pretty mentally tough individuals. And they were. A successful team in that mid, uh, that late two thousands, but without winning a flag, of course. But they were tough, and they were some good players. Yeah, players are very different now. I mean, we're talking about people. We're talking about a generation that are now offended by the thumbs up emoji uh, that Apple provides. They're offended by that. It's aggressive, and it's demeaning, and it's something else. They're the sort of people we're dealing with in this world today. Ross Lyon, if he hasn't changed his ways as he far has. as his honesty and his, I don't say brutal, but honest approach and feedback, then he's going to be in a whole lot of trouble. Yeah, well, I think he would have changed. There's no doubt he would well, have he changed has. and mellowed. Uh, I got sent this message from a former Dockers player yesterday. He said, hey, Goss, you might want to bring this up. I'm sure people know. I'm not sure what the value is of this. But in 2015, well, I'm going to... Well, I'll this, go ahead with it anyway. Came with a former Fremel Locker, right? A former Fremel Locker player who has played a lot of football in his time. In 2015, Rostlein had a win-loss coaching record of 75%. Solid. In 2016, 18.8%. The cliff came quick. Not so solid. He won four, eight, eight and nine games in his last four years as coach of Fremantle, as coach of Fremantle with his list. What went wrong and why does he get the job at St Kilda? That's, so that, that's so just repeating that. And again, they lost ten games in a row in 2016. They were zero and ten in 2016 mm. after a good year of 2015. I don't think. I don't know what. I don't know. He's just saying what's happened since 
for Ross Lyon to emerge as a, a coaching certainty yeah. at a club where he doesn't have to go through what we think is an external, internal process. It looks yeah. like it's just a one-on-one process, not like he's sitting in front of a full board um, and being challenged on... Presenting yeah. a very professional... And digging digging a bit deeper in regards to his exit from Fremantle, sure. which you would. Sure. That's what Carlton did. Yep. Init- didn't do it initially, but did it secondly. Didn't want to go through the process at Essendon. I think he's going to be a good fit for St Kilda because I do think there has to be a hardened-up approach at St Kilda. They have been irrelevant. I agree with Jeff Walsh. Yep. They have been irrelevant for a long time, and they might just have a – I don't know whether he's going to be able to win a flag with them, but he will recalibrate and toughen them up. I, I seriously believe that the way we're going about uh, raising kids and people now into adults is – I think it's a horrible way. I don't think what do you mean by that? I don't think we're preparing kids uh, for real life. I don't think we are. I don't think what we. What do you can... mean by that? Be- well, because they're not prepared. They're not prepared to face the harsh realities of life. And sometimes life doesn't go your way. Sometimes life's hard. Sometimes you get told no. Sometimes, yeah, but you, uh, you need a little that, bit of. Res- can't you? Sometimes you need resilience, and sometimes sure. you need honest feedback that you can respond to yep. and and make a change to your ways. Now, people these days, and I'm not saying everyone, because it's it's not fair to say everyone. There are some outstanding young people out there now, mm. but. And you know what? And the common answer will be, "Oh, you're a dinosaur, mate." Blah, 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 blah. But it doesn't mean I, it doesn't mean I'm wrong. I, I just we're 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 raising a, a generation of people with zero resilience, with zero ability to take knockbacks, with zero ability to take any harsh criticism or um, constructive criticism. Even you look at, but it's all in the delivery, is it not? Yeah, but sometimes the holding the hand and patting someone on the bum is not the right way to go. Sometimes you, you need some harsh realities in life because life is like that. You're going to face serious adversity when you're older. And, and, we, and we just... But you can still be prepared. Sorry. Can, I, look, I, I know where you're going with that, and I know there would be a listening audience that, Scotty, 100% agree. I reckon you'd be surprised how many people agree with your outlook on life. I don't think I will be surprised. They're just not the ones that j- jump on social media and start bleating about things that they're offended by. Yeah, but that, they're just the woke... That's the woke style. Yeah, and that's that's all you hear from on, on social. Well, no, 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 that's not all you hear from. You yeah. good people on social. I, I just think there's... A, see, I... Look, I coached... What was it now... 10, 12 years ago. Yes. Okay. And you were down the line of honest feedback. I was, and it was way, and, and, and I learned in my own being that I had to temper my approach. Yeah. And that was 10 years ago. So this is not new. Yeah, this, but if you this, do it all the time, then it does lose its effect. There's correct, no doubt about that. Correct. You have to have a balance between But I think I'm better for that. And I come from a tough, not tough school, because I was beautifully brought up by mum, mum and dad. And they, they called a spade a spade. They were, yep. and still do. But at the same time is, um, if I'm having a downer, still do at 57 years of age, they're great listeners. It's the ability to listen to people's troubles and also it's a two-way street. I agree with you that kids today are probably not taught how to lose. And that's the problem. Everyone gets it on board. Correct. And I, don't, and I don't agree with that. But I do think we do have to change the ways in which we educate our youngsters of the day, not just in sport, but in life in general. And I do think we've gone about it the wrong way in various times. So you're saying that Ross Lyon may have to change his ways. I, I, well, he's, I, I think he has to change his ways because I don't think 
kids now, um, and, and when I'm talking kids, I'm talking teenagers, well, starting from, jeez, 9, 10, 11, 12 years old, going into teenage years, then going into the real world. They're not prepared for it anymore. I mean, if if you weren't the person you were and raised the person you were with, you know, getting told no, getting sometimes getting the stick instead of the carrot, you would. there's no way you'd be able to handle this text message that came through that said he drafted all the Dockers players that are playing now, sausage, you fool. So you wouldn't be able to handle that. But you can because you've... You know, well, you, could, well, you know why I don't respond to that? Because they're wrong. <laughs> anyway, I just think Ross Lyon... Um, uh, he has to have tempered these things. I mean, you, the, the West Australian Today has got some really good articles. And to that about, same person that texted players. in with 359 as the number at the end, <laughs> yeah, you might want to dig a little number soon. Hey, dig a little deep <laughs> as to why Ross Lyon left Fremantle and then come back to me. Anyway, so let's he, get it back he, he, listen. Uh, Forget about the on field stuff. Tough, I like stuff. it, but I tell you what, if the players don't, if the players can't handle it and they don't respond, then there's going to be all sorts of turmoil at St Kilda. To continue. We blew that chat out of the water there. It's 24 past six. The phones have gone into absolute meltdown. Keep them coming. 0487 736 736, the temperate bedshed, or you can also give us a call. 13 12 55 on this day is next. Birthdays, events, and some of the great moments in history. It's on this day. Okay, Scott, I can't be interrupted because we are dead set way over time. We'll make it good. We'll get to your texts and I repeat, I can't be interrupted. (laughs) Chuck Berry was born on this day. (laughs) Go, go. Go, Johnny, go. Go. Go, Johnny, go. Go. 18th day of October, he was born on this day in 1926. Johnny B. Good, I didn't realise, but Johnny B. Good is not Johnny B. Good as in B-E good G-O-O-D. Like Johnny B. Good. It's his name. Isn't it's it? Johnny B. Yeah. Good with an E. Yeah. Johnny B. Goody. Anyway, learn something every day, don't you? Hey, Peter Boyle was born on his day in 1935. He played Frank in Everybody Loves Raymond. Dawn Wells was born on this day in 1938. She played Mary Ann in Gilligan's Island. Just sit right back and you'll hear it. Cynthia Wheel is still going strong. She's 82. She's a US songwriter and she wrote this absolute classic. Pam Dorber is 71. And you say, who's Pam Dorber? I know Pam. Oh, sorry. I know her. She was the second part of... More can be. Shalbat. Martina Navratilova. If I said to you, how old's Martina Navratilova today, Scott, on the 18th day of October? Oh, I'd say she's probably been. It's clickety clicks. 66. Six championship points. That's Navratilova. That's it. Beautiful lady. Lovely lady. Yeah, Lovely lady. Beautiful lady. Much to Ms. Okay, enough. Erin Moran is nineteen sixty. She was born on this day. She died in twenty seventeen. She no. was Joni Cunningham. Sunday, Monday, happy days. Yeah. Is that the spin-off music? Yeah, it's just Joni loves Chachi. Joni loves Chachi. Thank you very much. Hey, Stuart Law is 54. What a great cricketer he was. He made a couple of uh, centuries for Queensland. He played a bit of test cricket. Could have played a lot more. 200 he made in one game. 
tries the little sweep shot. Should pick up a couple at least for this. May even be three, and I think Foley will probably come back for the three, and that's the 200 for Stuart Law. Well run by Jeff Foley. Overwhelming commentary. It's Keith Stackpole. The great Keith Stackpole. Hey, Zach Efron is 35 today. Oh, it's like looking in the mirror. High School Musical. He was in um, The Lucky One. He was in The Greatest Showman. Bad Neighbours. Uh, yeah. He now lives in Byron Bay. And I've got a poster, Zac Efron signed High School Musical, personally signed. To poster. Tim, thanks for all your support. Well, yeah, actually. The King. Yeah, actually. So if you'd like to buy it, oh, it'll yeah. be, no, going on to, we can... be going on to Green Bay a little bit later. <laughs> The pop-up toaster was um, started on this day. Uh, thank you. In 1921, Thomas Edison died on this day in 1931. Yeah, they get it out before it was a pop-up toaster. You stuck a knife in it. <laughs> <laughs> Dangerous making breakfast back in the day. Delta Goodrum on this day. This is one of the worst songs I've ever heard go to number one. In 2004... Her six consecutive number one singles. She had six number ones in a row in 2004. No, she didn't. And this is officially the worst of them. Delta Goodrum, this happened on this day, October 18. I'm a huge Delta fan. Yeah, she's a superstar. I am after the grand final. This I was before that, but it was still not one of her best. She's got a beautiful voice and all that, but it's not a number one. What were we thinking back then? Anyway, thanks to the news break, McCafe Blend, roasted in Melbourne. Don't forget, you can win free McCafe coffee for a year. You visit the My Maccas app. Let's do this. Speaking out of turn, coming in a little bit early, uh, that mystery voice you heard is Special K, Chris Clafunas, <laughs> producer to the star. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Humblest apologies. No, your placement. Some breaking news. Oh, oh, thanks what? to DM Breaker. What? Hang on a second. DM Breaker. Pat Cummins is Australia's new men's one-day international captain. The 29-year-old will add the ODI portfolio to the test captaincy, which, of course, he took over last year. Cricket Australia Today confirmed he would lead the side to next year's 50-over World Cup in India. As Aaron Finch remains Australia's skipper for the T20 World Cup. by Justin Langer. That's right, our man, JL. He knows best. He does. He's all over it. Lots of cricket news actually going on. So let's get to it because Australia did play India last night. We lost. Aaron Finch uh, found a bit of form though, made 76 out of 54. Everyone's been saying, oh, he's found form. Can you, is it, does it count as form when it's one game? And I think when it's a duck, the one before it, it's probably not really. Found, he had a good knock. Good luck to him. I hope he dominates. Mitch Marsh opened the batting alongside and made 35, Steve Smith 11. So, yeah, Australia all out for 180, chasing 186 from India. WBBL, the Perth Scorchers, another good win. Uh, it was outstanding work from them. They will manage to restrict the Hobart Hurricanes to nine for 109, chase that down in just 14 overs, 14.1 oh, wow. overs. Absolutely Shall crushed I? them. And WA, they... 
take on Victoria again today on day two of their Sheffield Shield clash. Five for 290 at Stumps. Our man Cameron Bancroft made nice. 100. Bancroft. Thank you very much. Uh, and in Basketball Perth Wildcats, Captain Jesse Wagstaff has been suspended for a collision on Melbourne United's Lockie Barker. Joke. It wasn't a collision. No, it was a screen that he set and Barker ran into him. I thought it was okay that you're allowed to do that. Would have thought so. We'll chat to John really about that a little bit later on. They have until tomorrow to appeal the decision tomorrow afternoon, 3 o'clock our time. And Sam Kerr has once again finished third in the voting for the Ballon d'Or, <laughs> which was won in the second year in a row by Barcelona's Alexia Putellas. Karim Benzema, the 34-year-old, won the men's Ballon d'Or. Huge. Time for Tim Gossip time. Time for Tim Gossip. Here we go. Titmus has a new man in the life. Oh, you said this was <laughs> not going to be garbage. <laughs> <laughs> this was one of these, like, these criteria for Tim Gossett. None of this relationship <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> oh, but it's factual. Yeah, okay. okay. Who is it? Who She's is going it? out with Ryan Pappenhausen. Melbourne Storm. A Melbourne Storm. Yeah. Uh, the flying mullet. Yeah, he's Who cool. was going out with Kelsey Brown, the netballer. Right. He likes them sporty. Taya Miles is coming to Perth. You might have seen my little tweet yesterday. Taya Miles, he is the brother-in-law of Mitch Duncan. Mm-hmm. He's the cousin of Dylan Buckley, and he's the son of Jeff Miles, who played at Geelong, Joffa. Collingwood and West Coast. Joffa. Taya Miles played 14 or 12 games for Hawthorne. Been playing VFL for Port Melbourne. He's coming to play for the Tigers next year. Oh, hey, hey. the Tigers. you got another one. There you go. They might be they throwing some cash around the Tigers. But they've... Uh, oh, well, there's two decent ones. Yep. yep we got, you declared uh, their last one. Yep, out of the Sydney's ones and uh, and uh, Taya Moss. So there you go. There's Tim Gossip for another day. Huge. Get all the good stuff. 13, 12, 55. <laughs> that is good. 0487 Thanks for your company. Let's get a breakaway and come back. We're going to be talking all things footy, cricket and basketball right up to 8 o'clock and a bit of golf because Braden Becker is going to join us in studio. He's defending his WA Open ground. It starts Thursday at the WA Golf Club. Scotty Ingalls. It's a quarter to seven on a Tuesday, heading for the top of 25. 30 tomorrow. 30. 30. It's changing. Good day to do nothing. By the pool. <laughs> hey, sit by the pool and have a pina colada. No. <laughs> with an umbrella You'd in it. You'd be sitting in your floaty uh, with your, with your, your, what are they called? Sluggos on with a pina colada and probably an outdoor screen with a Spice Girls movie on it. <laughs> 13 12 55 Toolkit Depot open line or 0487 736 736. Alex, you're more than welcome to call our show and text as many times as you like. <laughs> <laughs> SENWA Breakfast is our Twitter handle, and you can email us at wabreakfast at sen.com.au. It feels like it was a couple of months ago that we spoke to this young man. Yep. Josh Fontana, he went Last over. Last week. He was. No, no. It was way Last before. Week, was no, it? no. No. Two weeks ago. Was it? We'll find out, eh? Instead of talking about it, let's get him on. Okay. Just leave him on hold for a bit longer while we... Debate. Debate. Josh Fontana is part of the Australian indoor cricket team, which is taking out the World Cup, based in Melbourne. He was the only West Aussie in the men's senior team. Hey, Josh, congratulations. Hey, lads. Uh, Thank you uh, so much, yeah. And it was actually... I think it was... 
Yeah, it was probably about between two weeks or one week. I was in the <laughs> gap. Between that. <laughs> well, thanks for clearing that up for us. It was actually October the 6th, so 12 days ago. So you're right, yeah. almost two weeks. Anyway, gee, I tell you what's a long tournament. Yeah, um, it was very long, the two weeks, actually. Um, now that I'm back, it felt so quick. But, yeah, it was uh, a lot of fun and, uh, yeah, couldn't be happier. Talk us through it, mate. Uh, who'd you roll in the final? Who uh, Did it all go according to plan along the way? Well, we got off to a rough start, actually. Our main competition, New Zealand, um, game one, um, you know, set a statement and they beat us game one, really. Um, so they put the foot on the throat against us that game. And then from there, we um, bounced back and we won every other round game. We ended up um, seeing them in the semi final. And we had a plan for them that just ended up working. And then when I got to the grand final, well, we had to play them again. And uh, we absolutely smashed them in the end, which was <laughs> just the best thing we could do, um, considering what they did to us game one. Yeah, sucked in New Zealand. Oh, they showed their hand yeah, early. sucked in New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all you Maoris out there, tow truck drivers. Hey, you're on your own. You're on your own. Worse. Nah, they're, they're good lads. Nah, they're good, good lads. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah. I'll smash you too. <laughs> they had a couple of weeks off from working, those Kiwis. Hey, Josh, uh, how did you go personally? Uh, personally, for my first ever World Cup, um, I feel like I did all right. Um, I probably didn't play the best cricket I ever wanted to, but it's my first ever you know, um, international World Cup I've played in. So um, to be around the boys and learn a lot from the senior players was an awesome experience and... Um, I just kept improving day by day by them. Well, it sounds like you're making excuses. Josh, tell us the truth. How'd you really go? <laughs> yeah. What was your best knock? How many wickets you take? You did none, um, of, none of this off for my first time. It was pretty good. I'm no, trying to remember. Yeah. Oh, you, well, so if you're trying to remember, it means you went no good. Um, <laughs> no, nah, actually, um, in the end, I only got out once, I think, oh, um, nice. when I batted in each game. Yeah, nice. Um, the best. When I bowled, I think there was one game where I took three wickets oh. and there was a few oh. other games where... Just, I didn't really get wickets, but it was more they didn't hit me for a lot yeah. of. Oh, mate, yeah, mate, you've it down. Well done, yeah. mate. Yeah, you've done real well. <laughs> Did you end up with the figures nine for eight, seven uh, for one, and seven for none, Josh? At any stage? It was one, uh, I think one over went uh, three wickets for neg eleven. Oh, oh no, that's, that's, better. that's better than your nine lose, for eight because they lose five runs yes. every time they get them out. So, and Josh, just uh, just as we let you go, and we just wanted to get you on just to clarify, you took out the men's World Cup. How did we go in the women's and the underage one? I think we went okay, didn't we? Um, we all made we made the grand final in all four, but sadly in the under twenty twos uh men's and women's uh division, uh the under twenty two men's lost the World Cup and so did the women, but the women just lost by one run. Oh. I think the under twenty twos men I think Kiwi's just put on a really good performance and beat him quite comfortably. Yep. But uh the open women's ended up winning, which was great because they played just before us and we're watching and we we're thinking, Oh no, hope hopefully they get it done because the women's have never lost the World Cup and neither have the men. And, well, the tradition just keeps on going. Beautiful. Yeah, well done, mate. Hey, congratulations. We just thought we'd check in. We had a couple of people text in to say, how did we go in the in the Indoor Cricket World Cup? Well, we've got you on. Congratulations. You're a part of the Australian World Cup winning Indoor Cricket team. Congratulations. Awesome, and mate. The only West Australian in that team. And uh, we're very proud of you. And thank you for joining us today. Thanks, lads. Really appreciate that it. Joshy Fontana. He's playing the... it down, Goss. Yeah, he's... Three for negative 11. Yeah, uh, that... Negative 13, Good.
Temporary bedshed text line. Hey, boys, me and Turtle split up for the day, so I had to drive the truck and couldn't text quick enough. You, Tim, must be spewing, spewing up, knowing that the Saints are talking to Ross. All I hear in society is moving forward. Well, I'm glad I'm not a Saints fan because that's a big step backwards. I'd be looking at maybe an Uze or a Gia or even a Matty Boyd, said Jonesy on the temperate bedshed text line. On Jonesy. 13 12 55, Tookie Depot open line is available or the temperate bedshed text line 0487736736. Ed Allen. Sounds like he should be in an American comedy. He joins us after 7 o'clock. Said O'Neill. <laughs> John Rilly's going to join us on the Perth Wildcats with his shirt tucked in. Yes. And Braden Becker in studio, the defending WA Open champion, and he is heading to the WA Golf Club in Yokine starts Thursday. Entry is free. In other words, you can just walk in off the street because you can anyway. Yeah. There's no fence. <laughs> you just walk in. <laughs> golf club. He'll be fine to give me some tips. I brought a couple of sticks in. I've got a bit of a problem with me swing. So he, he, won't, he, won't, he won't mind, will he? Cam Bancroft's going to join us next. It's nine away from seven. On this Tuesday morning, and our attention, of course, is on a couple of games of cricket. And well done to the uh, women's scorchers, our WBBL champions defending, who had a big Flying. win over the Hobart Hurricanes, two out of two. And then let's head to Melbourne at the Junction Oval yesterday. WA five for two ninety on the back of a one hundred and a century, and a wonderful opening stand too of one hundred and forty six between uh, Sam Whiteman and our next guest, the skipper, uh, of course, uh, the skipper Sam Whiteman and Cameron Bancroft. Bangers, congratulations on the century, mate! Great way to start the year. Yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah, and no, I was um, yeah really nice and um, nice to put on a good good start with Sammy. So um, yeah, hopefully we can keep it up today. Yeah, grinding out a hundred is that how you would describe it, or was there a bit more flair to it than the way that it's been portrayed? Um, yeah, probably went through the um, went through the gears. Like um, yeah, I felt like early on I got a few balls I could score off, and then they um, you know probably shut me down quite well through the middle, and then. Um, you know, sort of like leading up to tea, um, you know, probably started to score a little bit quicker again. So um, I think on, on those sorts of conditions, it can it can happen a little bit like that. But, um, yeah, overall, I felt like they, um, you know, they tried to, to build pressure and I certainly felt that at different points and, um, you know, was able to get through that and, and, and score a little bit quicker at different points in time. So, um, yeah, probably, um, yeah, a little bit of graft with... Um, you know, I guess some um, some times where I was able to um, take advantage, you know, myself. Bang Goss, as you know, you mentioned great, great knock. Uh, I know you uh, you you get on well with Special K. Great knock. I see it. You've hit a hundred and then thrown your wicket away, mate. I mean, that's disappointing to me. You've just got a hundred and said, "I'm happy now. I'm done." Any chance of being glass half full, mate? Nah. Any chance? Nah. No, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> no, I'm only joking, mate. But let me just tell you, the, the, the mindset when you come, when you come in and you sit there, you've got a couple of balls that you see I can score from. I'm going strong, uh, and then they yeah. they lock you down. How hard is it to change that mindset? Like, I mean, you might go out with a plan to attack them and, and go after their bowlers, or, and then they lock you down. You say, right, I've just got to, I've just got to dig in. I've just got to hang around and wait for and wait patiently for the ball he can score off. Yeah, don't worry, Scotty. My dad already uh, made it very clear that I left a few extra out there. <laughs> so um, I think always the case. But um, yeah, no, like, I you know definitely probably um, you know should be still out there now. Um, you know certainly would love to be, but I think like in terms of plans, like when you're when you're batting, um, particularly batting first, like and you're you know a bit unsure, I guess how the conditions are going to play out. You, you're probably just sort of um, you're playing blind a little bit, just sort of seeing how things go and then, um, you know, as it, as it comes, I guess, make decisions on can I target particular guys. Um, you know, it depends on the field and how aggressive, I guess, 
you know, um, the other team's going to be too. So, you know, I think that was certainly um, a bit of the case yesterday. And, you know, straight away, I think we can sort of see, hopefully, that, um, you know, it breaks up a, a lot more and takes a bit more spin than what it did yesterday. And, and hopefully reverse swing can play a bit more in the game. But, um, you know, certainly day one, you, you don't expect those to dominate too much. But, um, you know, you can certainly sort of see the patterns, I guess, that are going to start to come about in the game as it goes on. Cam Bancroft, 100 off 201 ball. Sam Whiteman, 82 in that partnership of 146.5 for 290. Stumps day one. Weather today, good? Yeah, the weather's nice, actually. Yeah, I'm just sort of, um, yeah, standing outside and... Um, and uh, yeah, it looks looks pretty good. I think um, I think the next couple of days is all right. I'm not sure the forecast later in the week, but um, yeah, very cold. That's for sure. Certainly. <laughs> yeah, standard regulation, Melbourne. Uh, how was yeah. how was the deck, Bangers? Obviously, they've had a, a mountain of rain. We've seen that all over the news. Uh, how did how did it pull up? Mm. Yeah, well, we weren't a hundred percent sure really how it was going to um, play out. Um, yeah, as you said, like the. The rain um, has been, um, you know, unbelievable here. So um, we 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 thought that they would want a, a nice dry wicket, um, but obviously um, expecting anything, and, and they're able to, to to get a pretty dry wicket up. So um, you know, it's already started to sort of crumble and, and break up a fair bit. Um, I think for the junction, it's a bit of a an unknown. Obviously, they've had a lot of draws here. Um, in history, so um, you know they're trying to, I guess, create some conditions that produce a result. So um, you know we're not 100 percent sure really how it's going to deteriorate, but um, yeah, look, we'll take as it comes. Hopefully, we can, um, you know, just do things, uh, you know, better than than Victoria do, and, and um, you know, come out with a with a winning result. That'd be great. Not sure whether you were at the crease at the time, but Teague Wiley wasn't happy with the, the court and bold court at 49. Apparently he was very, yep. very annoyed. Were you at the crease? Did you think it was out? Or were you somewhere around when he came off the ground and was he angry? Um, yeah, I think he was a little bit uh, disappointed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, we were just... I wasn't out in the middle, but we were just sort of... Um, you can sort of see when there's a bit of a tight one, um, you know, when there's a bit of um, disappointment and emotion out there you just sort of praying to yourself just get off the ground because um, obviously showing descent is like a bit of a thing that umpires sort of cracked down on so um we were just sort of thinking just get off Teague like you know <laughs> if the umpire's not going to change his mind like <laughs> um you don't want to you know lose half your match fee in your fourth game or whatever um but yeah um yeah look hard really hard to tell um, I think if you slow it down you can kind of you can kind of see where, you know, it could have gone either way. But, um, yeah, look, unfortunately for, you know, for him, he was out. But, you know, he played quite well, I thought, yesterday. And, um, you know, he's been coming along nicely. He seems intense, doesn't he? And, and like, really, really driven for a young guy. Is it something that uh, someone like you, mate, that's been there, done that, uh, with all the experience in the world, can just pull him aside and say, mate, it's okay. Everything's going to be okay. Just, you know, find your happy place. Yeah, yeah, and I think he's yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, whether he he, he listens or not, that's um, <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah, that's another thing. But, the youth of today, yeah, mate, fairly. Very, yeah, that's it. Yeah, no, he's a very he's a very confident um, young man, and um, you know that's obviously you know a big part of you know why he's uh, you know very talented as well. But um, yeah, look, he's he's learning all the time, and um, you know he's certainly shown that he. He can play a little bit, um, and and that's you know absolutely fantastic. So you know we'll we'll be there to support him and guide him and make sure he doesn't make any silly mistakes. Um, but 
you know, but um, yeah, no, he's a good kid. Yeah, how close are you keeping an eye on the on the World T Twenty? Of course, a couple of games down in Geelong, and a couple of games, uh, I think, up in, in Queensland. The warm up games are getting a little bit serious. Australia is struggling a little bit in, in the lead up to it. Uh, what's your what's your vibe in regards to World World Cup? Yeah, I think it's really um, really exciting. Obviously, that those um, those those games from um, the qualifying games. Um, so it's, you know, nice to see. Um, Nambia, as uh, Corey Roccioli um, <laughs> said the other day, <laughs> a couple of days ago. Yeah, they're um, unheard of, really. So, yeah, well, I think they've been Namibia have been playing cricket for um, you know a little while now. Yeah. They're obviously, um, yeah, they're obviously coming through now, um, which is which is great. Um, and they should beat Nambia, but, um, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I'm waiting, uh, funny, really, I'm waiting for Canadia to really. I'm waiting for Canadia to really. Canadia, Canadia. Yeah, don't, um, under, don't underestimate them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, you can't underestimate them. Um, yeah, I think it was Scotland one yesterday as yeah, well. Um, yeah, yeah, I saw. So, um, yeah, no, great to see, and obviously the WBBL started as well. So, um, it's good, yeah, isn't it? Just cricket's just starting to really um, pick up now, which is. You know, I think really exciting. Footy's done, and um, yeah, time for time for cricket to, to shine and have its time. You hear it all on SEN. Last one before we let you go. We appreciate it. Cam Brankoff, our guest on Breakfast with Scotty and Goss. Um, again, big picture stuff. And I know you don't go out there to, to bat to play for Australia, but mate, you keep making runs, and all of a sudden yes. your name gets put under the selector's nose yes. again. Do you have that in the back of your mind at all when preparing and going out in the middle? Um, I wouldn't say have it in the back of my mind, but um, you know it's definitely a goal that you know I want to um, yeah I want to achieve and, and to get back to that level. So you know I couldn't you know I can't deny that it's not something I'm aspiring to, but um, you know certainly whilst I'm playing, like it's yeah like I'm just really enjoying I guess just playing for WA, um, opening the batting with Sammy and trying to you know put on nice starts for the team. So um, look, that's kind of really where my um you know focus is at but yeah absolutely of course in the um you know in the bigger picture that's definitely a goal of mine um you know i guess all i can do is just play as well as i can and um you know i guess the rest will take care of itself so um yeah that's kind of where i'm at we are right behind you mate one of the great blokes what do we need what does wa need uh before we uh start throwing the ball over ourselves what number are we after (laughs) yeah well, I'm not 100% sure, but I think we'll just sort of try and um, consolidate a partnership this morning. That'd be really, really great. Um, and then I guess, you know, hopefully hopefully Corey, um, Corey can, you know, um, show some heroics like he did in the Shield final last year and um, get a few runs with Hilton. That'd be great. Um, and then hopefully some, I don't know, sometime after lunch we can make a decision. So, um, yeah, I think first hour will be key this morning. If we can do that, then... I guess we can start to really think about making some decisions about declarations and stuff. So, yeah, we'll um, wait and see what comes. Yeah, can't Rip wait. In, mate. Yeah, can't wait for Cartwright to get out there and smash the ball to Smithereens. Yeah. Hit the passing traffic <laughs> around the junction. Yeah. Yeah. Long <laughs> hey, good on you, mate. Appreciate your time. Uh, well done yesterday yeah. and always good to chat. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Scott. Yeah, good on you. Cameron Bancroft there from WA, and they are five for 290 resuming this morning, and they're playing at the Melbourne Junction Oval. Good chat, uh, good honest young man, and uh, just got a sneaking suspicion there's a little burning ambition. There's a bit left. Yeah, there's a little bit left for our I man. Hope so. Scotty and Goss, good morning. She's a warming up.
up outside, 14 degrees, heading for a top of 25, 30 tomorrow, and then possible shower Thursday. It's 11 past seven. We're here for Fleet Network. Frankie Agostino, WA's Novated Leasing Specialist. Save you thousands on your dream car, fleetnetwork.com.au. A young man who would be getting fairly focused and excited about being a possible draft prospect, and that is Ed Allen. He joins us from the Claremont Football Club. Ed, appreciate your time. Good morning. Well, good guys. Good to be here. Yeah, thanks for coming on, mate. Um, hey, from good good stock, of course. We know your old oh, man's very. exploits. Um, where were you for most of the year? Struggling with a bit of a back injury, they tell us. Yeah, yeah. So I picked up a back injury um, in late Feb. So that, that maybe missed the first probably three months of the season. So, yeah, only squeezed in one national champs game and then the last few games at Claremont. So, yeah, had a stress fracture in my back at the start of the year. Oh, how do you recover from that? How do you get over a stress fracture in your back? Because I, I know back injuries, and when they go, they're, it's just debilitating, mate. How do you feel now? Is it something that you can recover from, or is it going to be a de- degenerative thing? Yeah. No, nah, it's, yeah, it's all good now. Um, but, yeah, no, nah, so it's all, it's all, be all good long-term, but it was, it was a lot of work in the gym, a bit of Pilates work, um, and, yeah, a bit of running and exercise bike and stuff like that, but... Yeah, it took a while to recover, but um, we're all good now and going to the future. In your three Colts games, 24 disposals, uh, five marks, four tackles, uh, five inside 50s. You got plenty of the footy. Um, it was instantaneous. You really had an impact as soon as you got there. You must have been champing in the bit after a delayed start to the year. Yeah, well, um, yeah, that was probably one of my goals, getting back. I knew I wasn't going to be able to play too much footy, so... Um, I knew if I got back, I had to try and impact pretty quickly. Um, so, yeah, that was, I was pretty happy how I went. Um, and, yeah, I was happy with how I went, that I could impact fairly quickly. Hey, Ed, uh, for, for our listeners, uh, you know, we read the results of the combine. You, you had a, a, a sensational mm. one, certainly uh, quick off the, off the mark, mate, leading the, uh, leading the uh, all-comers all in the 20-metre sprint. But what's it like turning up at the combine, you know, uh, 100 guys there from all over Australia and, and just... How do you go about getting mentally prepared for that? Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty big three days. Um, we're waking up at 4 a.m. per time, so it was, it was an early start. Um, and then, yeah, so the first two days were just club interviews, so it was pretty it was long days, um, a lot of sitting around. It's actually pretty boring. There's a lot of sitting around in between interviews, but, um, yeah, so it was two days of that, and then all the testing was on the last day. So pretty much the whole thing was building up to the testing, so it was a nervous wait, but... Um, yeah, and it was, it was definitely a nervous day on Sunday um, for the testing. But I think once all the boys got out there and once you finished all the all the first testing, like the 20-metre sprint vertical and um, agility testing, you got a bit less nervous. And then it was just trading the 2K. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was great to finish and it was a great experience. 2.81 seconds for 20 metres. The fastest 20 sprint in all-time combine history. Where do you get your speed from? <laughs> Um, I don't know. Dad was an art sprinter um, back in his school days, I think. And I think Mum also did a bit of athletics, so probably a bit of both, I think. If 2.81, and that's the official time, have you have you ever clocked yourself faster than that, or was that was that a PB as well for you? No, that was the PB. We did one, we did t- testing earlier in the week um, in WA, and I think I got 2.88. But in saying that, we were running sideways in a little hallway, and we had to stop five metres after we ran. So it was a pretty... Bad service in WA, but um, yeah, I don't know. It was a good track. I think everyone was running a lot quicker than um, what they were testing earlier. So 
Oh, that's good effort. Yeah, Ed Allen is our guest, of course. Uh, he's hopefully in the draft. Now, your name pops up because of your Hawthorne uh, heritage through your, your old man, come up a couple of games shy in regards to father-son. You also played at Fremantle. Yep. You're obviously in WA. You've got Fremantle connections. West Coast are all over you as well. Do you care where you end up? Do you, are you going to say the wrong thing by saying, I'd rather be at X, or do you, do you just want to join a club? <laughs> Yeah, no, nah, I just want to join a club. Um, yeah, it's, it's always been a dream to play AFL, so um, whoever gives me the opportunity or if anyone gives me the opportunity, um, I'd be very grateful. And, yeah, I just want to play anywhere. So, yeah, I'd be happy if anyone gave me a go. Bang on answer, mate. Perfect answer. You've just opened yourself up to 18 clubs. That's fantastic. What his do you... old man's just packed his bags and put them out on yeah, the verge. Yeah, bet he's going, you beauty. <laughs> get out of this house, champ. You're on your way. <laughs> Praying for an interstate no, club no. to get you. <laughs> hey, uh, so tell us, sell yourself now, mate. What are you going to bring? What do you bring? What are your strengths? Uh, why should a club draft you? Yeah, so probably for my height. Um, I'm, a, I'm 194, so I'm a tall um, player for my wow. position. I play inside, mid, and on the wing. Um yeah, and probably for my height, my athleticism and my running capacity is probably my biggest strength. Um, I'm also pretty good on both sides of my body, by hand and foot. So, yeah, and I think I'm fairly versatile and can, you know, I've got a good work rate, so I can work to a lot of contests. Um, that's probably the biggest strength. Yeah, well, uh, that's the mile we're getting. You, well, not you... many better kicks in the competition than his old oh, man. No. Oh, he's uh, sublime skills. 194 centimetres yeah. is a huge bonus. And he grip size. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, yeah. I don't know much about Dad's game, but he runs into me that he was a good kick. So, yep. and if, yeah, he, so he really drew that into me. He's undersold himself. His good kick is uh, really underselling how good he was with ball in hand. Ben Allen, he was. Right. It's sensational, and one of the most biased special comments commentators I've ever worked with as well. <laughs> really? Oh yeah, no, he's very all good. About Mantle, he love, he's all about Fremantle. Don't worry about that. <laughs> And so it should be. Yeah, he's a good man, old Benno. Hey, just a couple of other little quick ones. We know that seven o'clock's too early for you to come into a studio. So what's your normal wake up time? What's your normal wake up time? What's your wake up time, man? Nah, nah. Oh, nah. I would normally wake up at seven, but I got uni. Um, I got a uni lecture oh. at eight, so it okay. would have had to be a quick turnaround. Okay. What are you studying? Um, I'm at Notre Dame studying commerce. Okay. All right. So not much. Uh, now. <laughs> No, I don't know. Commerce, what is commerce? I never know what it is. What, is it, what, does, it get, what does it get you? Ed, what's commerce? Well, at the, at the moment, I'm studying accounting, economics, um, marketing and communication. Nice. So, yeah, pretty straight bad, I think, out of school. That's all right. That's all right. No, it's nice. Um, now, we've got some inside information. I don't know whether you know where this came from, but we'll try it anyway. Um, couple of uh, – come up a couple of blanks in your driving test. Um <laughs> <laughs> How many times have you failed your driver's licence test? Oh, no, that was about a year ago, but as many as my brother. So, I don't know, I'm not sure if that was him telling you that. Well, I can't say too much. Um, no, we don't reveal our sources, but nah, was that twice? Got it on the, no, I got it on the third go. So, yeah, it's a bit of a great error, but um, yeah, I was happy to get it here. Yeah. yeah, nice work. Yeah. Um, and fashion is apparently your good thing. You're big on fashion. What's the go to at the moment? What's, he, what's the go-to oh, in fashion? Again, again, if you got that from Link, I'm better than him. Um, <laughs> so compared to him, I probably look all right, but I'm no expert. Um, <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I love my shoes, though. Shoes? So, yeah. yeah. Wait, are we talking yeah. sneaker or are we talking a... Uh, I'm too many to stop like yeah, a, a loafer that, that old people like us and I would roll around in? <laughs> 
Nah, not, oh, I get around the loafers on occasion, but that's only if the occasion suits. Um, <laughs> nah, more than sneakers, right yeah. or Sneaker top of guy. Festival. Nice work by you. Uh, so yeah, what, are you, so yeah. what are you doing now, mate? So what, what, what's your process going into the draft? What, what are you? How, how much training is one doing? Um, how many more interviews are you planning? Do you have a vibe about where you could end up without giving us a club? Yeah, yeah so it's pretty low-key. I'm going to have a couple of weeks break. Um after the combine, and then I'll slowly get back into it. But um, yeah, and no, I've also got uni exams coming up, so that's taken the mind off things a fair bit. So um, that's good. But um, yeah, not not a huge vibe on where I'm going at the moment. Um, yeah, not 100 percent sure. So it's out of your hands now. It's out of your hands now, mate. So yeah, concentrate exactly. on the exams, and uh, you'll be good to go. You can yeah. come and do Goss and I books later on when you've uh, completed your economics. <laughs> mate, degree. if he gets drafted, I'm giving the he'll be the next David Monday. He'll be a 14 year degree. <laughs> <laughs> is this yeah, yeah, how many how many yeah. years into this degree are you? Um, this is my first year, so yeah, yeah. I've got a year head start out of everyone though. But um, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, this could be part time real quick. Uh, good on you. Hey, mate, go yeah. well. Great family, great stock. Your brother is one of the all time funny fellas, and we, uh, we we love him at SEN, and he's doing good things over in Melbourne. Mum and dad are absolutely uh, top shelf, mate. All the very best. We hope you yeah. get drafted, and if if not, mate, you stick at Claremont, great club, and uh, and again uh, go around again. But I'm pretty sure you'll be on an AFL list come the end of the year. Thanks for joining us, mate. Yeah, cheers. Cheers, good, guys. Good fella. Ed Allen joining us. I love the confidence. And that's what you've got to do is they've got to sell. They've got to sell themselves. Yeah. And not just well, on field. He's a fairly off. complete player yeah, there. Like, by 94, he can move and he's quick. 2.81, 20, he's you know, dominated that. Uh, and that's exactly the sort of player that clubs are looking for these days. It almost guarantee that he'll be on our list uh, in a month's time. Let's snap a break out because we're going to get to John Really, He's going to join us. The Wildcats what? coach is going to join us. Who do that in here? Three and one after four games. And don't forget, their next game is on Saturday in Tassie against the team that Scotty rode off. Oh, the Tassie oh, 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 hello. <laughs> John Really next. Here we come. He wasn't trying to hurt him. I can almost guarantee we're going to see no more of Lockie Barker now. in this no one. Lockie Barker got, uh, well, fair to say he ran into a roadblock in Jesse Wagstaff, and Jesse Wagstaff has been given a two-game suspension. One game, oh. if he takes the early plea, we'll find out more whether they're going to appeal that. They have a till tomorrow, 3 o'clock. Uh, one man who might be able to give us uh, the latest on that is the coach of the Wildcats, John. Really appreciate your time. John, what's your feedback? Uh, good morning, boys. Uh, no comment unless you want to talk about Jesse's fantastic career, his leadership skills, or maybe my p- uh, poor play calling down the stretch of that game. Oh, well, no, we won't. Well, we'll talk about Jesse. We're not going to have pot you, though, JR. That's not the way we roll here. You know that. Um, especially <laughs> yeah. now, especially now that we know that you listen to what Goss recommends. You do. The shirt's been tucked in. You're looking pickable on the sidelines now. Oh, maybe I need to ask Goss for more fashion tips just outside of basketball, and I'm like, go, all right. No, I'm, I'm the shocker, yeah, too. Yeah, I wouldn't. Hey, mate, just in regards, so let, let's just touch on that. Were, just one comment. Were you surprised, Jesse? Are you surprised Jesse has to fight this charge? And do you expect him to fight the charge? Look, all, all I know is I've been removed from the NBL for a, over a decade, so I'm learning as I go through this.
I will say it. Uh, you're allowed to screen these days. I even came in this morning. I said to Goss, I said, is it... I said, I don't understand what's happened here. Um, is it like football where if a lot of the times if you choose to bump, then then you're responsible for it? I said, is that the same in basketball now? If you choose to screen, are you responsible for the action? But it was a, just a legitimate screen, and it's the player's responsibility or the opponent's responsibility yeah. and his teammates to alert them that there's a screen. Cut. And that's not Jesse's style anyway. No, so, Jesse's one of the if it was he's Andrew a ball Vlahov, player and has been the old... Oh, it was Vlahov, who was a dead set thug. Yeah. Yeah, then absolutely. Did you see the yeah. the, the clip that went around yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> the big screen that AV put on it was magnificent. Very much Jesse's so. a ball player, always has been. I hope you challenge it, and I I expect him to get off. Yeah, nice work. Hey, um, just a, a brief one, though, for you, mate. Just down the stretch, I wasn't there, um, and I, but I was looking at the score. I was at another event, and I was looking at the score, and I think you're up by four with 90 seconds to play. You just didn't you, – you've, you've taken a crack here. You've said, oh, I didn't, you know, call the wrong plays or whatever. Did you – was it one that got away? Should you just simply have got yourself into a winning position at that stage where you needed, one, to look after the ball and, two, just run better plays? Yeah, look, uh, we did a magnificent job of getting the lead at the pointy end of the game. Mm. Um, you know, we've done we've done a great job of handling that those late game situations over the start of the season. Uh, this one, we didn't handle it to the best of our ability. We had some turnovers. I could have done a better job uh, with how we executed that. Um, you know, so you can say that's sport or whatever. But once you put yourself in a winning position, you always feel like you did let one slip away. Hey, JR, you go to Cairns and beat Cairns. Cairns go to Sydney, yep. beat Sydney. Sydney beat Melbourne yeah. in Melbourne. Melbourne come to Perth and beat Perth in Perth. Those That four-game rotation, all the way teams and all the outsiders won those games. That just sums up the league. It, it really does. Uh, I think, you know, you look, you can look at this a million different ways, um, and depending on your own argument, you're going to, put your own twist on it. Uh, at the start of this season, I think you're going to see for, I don't know, but let's say the first month, there's going to be a lot of jostling to see where your own roster's at and where the rest of the league is at because there's been, you know, percentage-wise, a large turnover in the league. So there's a certain... Um, um, uh, we just don't know the expectancy of where each team really lies in it all right now. Now, JR, you've taken, as we said, you've taken advice from Goss. You've tucked the shirt in to differentiate yourself from the players. Um, he has also declared before the season started, before the ball, the first tip-off, the Jack Jumpers will be the big sliders. They will barely win a game this year, uh, is what mm-hmm. our expert here suggested. Uh, it appears that he's yeah. wrong, and you've got a tough one. Yeah. Uh, you've got a tough one coming up on Saturday. Um, it, it's it, look. I've been removed, as I said, from the game over here. Um, they went to the grand final series last year. Uh, they've won three in a row, um, but people still kind of talk about you know them not being this team. Now, I, I have tremendous respect for what that franchise is about. Scott Roth has done a good job. Um, I, I think they're the, the team that is the most comfortable in their own skin at this point in time of the season. Totally agree. He is a super coach, and they just play. They play hard ball. They stop you. They change the the tempo yeah. of games. They're very, very good. Hey, will you get Tayshawn? Will he play in this game in, on the weekend? <laughs> I, look, I, I'm I'm always positive about this stuff, as you guys have probably figured out by now. Um, but but I am very confident that he will play this week. Um, you know, uh, at at the end of last week, he was moving. Um, you know, pretty well. Uh, he, he could just beat me in a foot race last week. So he was, you know, his speed was back. 
Um, so hopefully, you know, look, moving forward, we should have him uh, here pretty soon. All right. And just the starts, JR. Yes. We get the start sorted, please. <laughs> yeah, we, we look, that's something that, uh, you know, I, I've spent some time looking at, trying to evaluate, um, you know, and it becomes one of those things. If you talk about it, you do worry about it instead of, you yeah. know, just tweaking something and moving forward from there. Appreciate your time, mate. All the very best. We'll find out more on Jesse Wagstaff, whether he's going to appeal. At, uh, he's got appeal. Till, he's got that appeal. till 3 o'clock tomorrow. Good luck against Tassie down there, mate. Good luck. Yeah, thanks, boys. There he is, John Rilly, coach of the Wildcats. Jack Jumpers on Saturday night. Don't forget any home games for the Wildcats. Head to tickettech.com.au. A bit of breaking news. The uh, Collingwood have today informed Jack Madgen and Caleb Poulter they will be not offered contracts. Mm. Caleb Poulter's the Perth boy, the mullet. Yes, he is. Magden, uh, who was probably the whipping boy in the back half for Collingwood fans in 2021, injured most of this year. Braden Becker's going to join us in the studio. He's the returning defender of the WA Open crown that's taking place. Starts Thursday out there at the West Australian Golf Club in Yokon. Get out there. Entry is free because you can park in the street and just walk on anyway. Uh, But just rock up and see some of the finest golfers in action. Let's get some news. It's time for a break. Thanks to McCafe Coffee. Welcome back. Scotty and Goss at 25 away from eight. Braden Becker is the defending WA Open champion and he is going to be in action as of Thursday out there at the West Australian Golf Club in Yokine. Entry is free and he's been kind enough to join us in the studio. Thanks for coming in. Oh, no worries. How was Kalgoorlie? Kalgoorlie is fantastic. Golf course was just amazing this year. It's probably the best I've seen, the fairways and, and the tees and that sort of stuff. Greens were a little bit coming back from a from a recent renovation, like a very small renovation. They were still a little bit bumpy early in the week, but uh, I missed the cuts. So I never got to see them on the weekend, but uh, from the, the boys that, that I travelled with mm. on the way back, uh, they said, yeah, they got a hell of a lot better. Like they were... Like almost perfect come come end of round three into round four. So. What happened, mate? Um, <laughs> I, I hit the ball great. Um, definitely hit it well enough to compete. Um, I don't know if you guys have played Cal, Mark. No. But, um, like, you just get very small target zones um, on the greens there. So, like, when you are hitting your approach shots... They they have to be perfect. Like your 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 the landing zones where you're trying to hit them are very tough. And if you do miss them, you are yeah you end up rolling you know off those elevated greens into mm. onto the red dirt and the and the waste and stuff. And you know I don't know how much people at home like like hitting shots out of bunkers, but when you're literally having to hit it out of a bunker, that you think you're going to scull it over the back. Mm. Um, and I heard from multiple pros that you know you, you just don't feel comfortable over any sort of pitch shot, chip shot around the greens because they're, they're just tough. You're always Either up a little elevation, over a little mound, uh, you, you know, on across a tier or something. There's always something going on. There's just never a, a just a basic, you know, basic chip. Even if you do get a basic one, Kalgoorlie is obviously so dry, and they haven't as haven't had as much rain as we have, obviously back in Perth. But it's it, it's just so firm as well. Even though it's got a lot of grass on it, it's just so firm. So, so how different is that to this week at, at Yokine at the WA Club? As far as obviously you're, you're suggesting that you've got to hit the dance floor and stop it, yeah. uh, and, and and give yourself opportunities for birdies. How different is that to WA? The game plan changed a little bit. Um, the golf course is obviously very different. Um, the you know just the go from Cooch uh, fairways and surrounds and stuff to going to Kaikuyu at Yokine this week. Um, as far as shots off the tee, I reckon it's very similar. Uh, you have to drive it quite straight around Yokon, but there's not 
there's only a couple of holes that move off a straight line, um, but they're normally the shorter holes, so they're a bit more like target golf holes where you've got to play to the corner, then round the bend. Um, the the green. I've been told that that uh, that the fairways out there are very firm this week as well. Like even though they are kaiku, they're, they're really really tight, like really really firm, which which is good. I pr- much prefer that with kike. I'm not a fan of it when it gets too soft and and, and spongy. Um, so I'm looking forward to that, and and I've been told that the greens are just phenomenal out there this week. So Braden Becker, our guest in the studio, returning to defend his WA Open crown. Now, last Wednesday we spoke to another WA professional in Hayden Barron, ahead yep. of the Kalgoorlie event. Uh, I just wanted to uh, let you know that you know, sort of like I, I like my golf. I read the play pretty well with golf. They call me a bit of a golf whisperer. And if you have a listen to this, these comments were made last Wednesday at this time. Have a listen to this, Braden. Right I'm going to make a prediction to our listeners, and I do like to go Stradamus when it comes to golf. I do love my golf watching. Don't uh, you moz him. David Michaluzzi is going to be hard to beat. Uh, played in the Alfred Dunhill and picked up 55 large for uh, finishing in a tie. In anyway, the we'll just 40. leave that there and play. <laughs> Just leave that there, Mr. Becker. So who do you think's going to win the WA Open, Goss? Yeah, pick it now. Yeah, no, it's Tuesday. Um, I'll pick it on Sunday afternoon. I'll pick it on Sunday afternoon going into the back nine. Of course, you've won your WA Open. What does it do when David Michalutzi, that's his first win in five years, first win as a pro, picked up good money over there in the UK before that, and it's all very well and good, but what does it do for your confidence as a golfer when you have a tournament win? Um, it's definitely going forward. I think you really feel like when you get in that position again, you're going to bring it home, um, especially the, the next couple of times. I think we, you know, you, we're going to put ourselves in those positions. We're just going to say, oh, well, I can do it from here. It's, mm. not, a, you know, it's not an issue anymore. You, it, it really is a monkey off the back type moment because you know every week we all go out there to win, or at least you should be out there to win, yeah. not just to make the cut. Um, so if you're out there to win, there's only one guy in the whole field of 120, 130 players playing that week that are going to actually achieve that goal. So when you won the WA Open, was that in the middle of a real great form moment was, for you? It was right at the back of our season. So we played so much golf leading up. Like we, I was away for, wow, I was over east on the east coast for 14 weeks in a row um, with no uh, ability to come home due sure. to travel restrictions in WA. Yeah. So I was, I was stuck. I was stuck there. Um, not, not, not so much stuck, but yeah. we had so much golf going on week on week on week that I couldn't just pop home for a, you know, pop home for a week. It was just, there was just nonstop golf. So, um, yeah, we, we played at uh, the national tournament that, at the national in, in down up in Mornington. That was, uh, the last sort of event over on that side of the country. And then we flew straight from there to, uh, yeah, back home. I was home for a day and then drove out to Cal um, for the WPGA. And uh, kind of coming off the back of the national, I mentioned to a few friends, I don't know if you want to call it arrogant, but I was like, I really feel like my game's there, that I'm going to win one of these next two events. Um, and and to be honest with you, I thought it was going to be Cal because I've finished well at Cal quite often. I know I play well at Frio, but I just thought Cal was going to be the week because I was just, the way my game was, it was just, I was hitting golf shots. Like my iron play was really good and that's what you need there. I get to Yokon and I got close at Cal and then let it slip. Like I got a hand on, I got my hand on the lead at, at Cal and let it slip. Um, and then obviously getting out to Frio and I just had a really, really good start. I was bogey free for the first two rounds. Shots, I think I shot six under, six under. And then seven under in the third with a couple of bogeys. So, like, I was on. Um, 
and then uh, yeah, leaning on to that, just uh, I don't know, the course was just just perfect and uh, brilliant. Got, well, you've um, got your crown, and you are defending it uh, starting Thursday. Let's get a breakaway comeback. Want to talk about your trip to Europe just recently and where to now? And we've got our top six. Our yeah, I think we six pointer him. Six pointer. We're going to yeah. six pointer where we ask you questions that are almost not golf related, and right. you've just got to come up with a short, sharp, yes. straightforward into your mind. answer. Braden Becker in the studio. This is Scott Ingoss. It's eighteen away from eight. It's sixteen degrees, heading for a top of twenty-five. <laughs> 16 degrees, Scotty and Goss. Braden Becker in the studio, WA Golf Open reigning champ. All takes place at Yokine starting Thursday. A uh, couple of things. You got through the first stage of the DP World Tour qualifying school in Portugal, finished in the top 10 there. What's the next stage? Uh, we got stage two in Spain coming up. Uh, I'm down at uh, Desert Springs down in Elmeria. Um, so I'll have to fly from Barcelona down there as well. Uh, that's uh, after next week, after this week. So okay. Thursday, mm, Thursday night next week, I'll I'll have to fly out for that. Spain and Portugal would be be my top three, I guess, desired golf trips. Yeah. Good tracks there. Yeah, great tracks. Good. Obviously, I don't know if you guys watched the golf yeah, the European golf this week I'm with Valderrama. Like Valderrama looked amazing. Yeah. Like he had a mow on the fairways with Greensmow. It's just <laughs> striping oh. up. Back off. to back top threes. Amazing. Had chances, Hell of a especially in the first one. Yeah, he's a great, great, great bloke too. Yeah, he's a ripping fella. Um, and you and may we just say congratulations? He got married to the lovely Haley. Uh, engaged to the lovely Haley. Yeah, he's up. Yeah, well, you'll still get there. Got he'll get there. Still he'll got time to stuff that right up. I think she thinks we got married. <laughs> <laughs> How did you? Where? Where? When? What did we, you do? We uh, got engaged up in Broome. We do the we do the WA Prime swing every year. We love absolutely love it. But uh, obviously, doing that, we drive up from uh, you know here to Geraldton, to Caratha, to Port Hedland, and then eventually to Broome. Uh, we've done it. Uh, I think that was our eighth time doing. Well, wow. seventh time up to Broome. I've been up north eight times, but seventh time to Broome. And uh, and I think she she uh, yeah she definitely didn't expect that because she was uh, we've done done that trip enough times to throw go oh is it this going to be this year is it going to be this year is it going to be this year <laughs> one knee on the beach and you? then uh, smash me knee on the rocks in uh, Agantian Point <laughs> I was like oh we we, we uh, yeah she had no idea we were standing there and we're there with a friend uh, Jason Chiller and he was there so. Um, I, I pulled the ring out of my pocket and I was like I've got the ring he goes oh okay perfect I'll go and film it right so he kind of like you know, moved off to the side, got Haley to come over, and she was just not having a bar of it. She was like, no, nah, I'm fine over here. I'm taking a nice silhouette shot of you guys. Like, <laughs> And he's like, no, nah, no, nah, seriously, I'll get one of you. Like, come over. And he's, and then she's like, oh, okay. Anyway, so she climbs up on the rocks or whatever. We're sitting there, and we're waiting for the sun. And I was like, I can't – I felt like at the time, I was like, I need to do it early enough that we're going to get decent photos. But then I was like, we need it to be later for the sunset. And I was like, I don't know when this – I don't know. So I was like, screw it. Oh, you know, I'm just going to do it now. And, um, yeah, anyway, so Jason was standing up on the rocks and he was kind of looking out of the corner of his eye with his, you know, filming. And every time Haley kind of, like, glanced over at him, he was like, oh, just turn away and <laughs> I'll look somewhere else. And then, uh, yeah, obviously I did it. And then, uh, yeah. Did she say yes? Got the right answer. No. For for so long, I was like, I was sit, I, it felt like eternity. I was, like, sitting there. I, I was kneeling there and she didn't say anything. And I was like... What happened? What do I like? What do I do at this point? Like, do I do I ask her? Do I ask her again? Like, do I get her to say yes? Like, does I, do I just like give her the ring? Like, oh, like yes. what's the go here? I know this feeling. Yeah. Well, I don't. Well, none of us really get any uh, any practice. No, I've done it three times, mate. It doesn't get any easier. No, so I'll make okay, the most perfect. of this one. <laughs> All right. Time to get. Nah, I'm only joking. Let's go. Let's bang let's through go. these real quickly. Mate. The six pointer. Six pointer. Is, but we, yep. we get to understand you a little bit more. So, apart from golf, name your favourite sport and athlete. Oh, uh, cricket. 
athlete, probably Gilly, I reckon. Yeah. Favourite. Yeah. I love Gilly. Yeah. Comes in here a couple of days a week. Yeah. Yeah, I used to. Legend. He used to. Legend. Yeah. Uh, you open your own restaurant. What's the signature dish? <laughs> well, my favourite dish is, is pretty basic. We've got bangers and mash with green peas and onion gravy. Really? Love that. Well, that, no, that's the sort of stuff that makes a restaurant famous. Don't worry about that. What song gets you up and about? Uh, well, I'm a, you know, probably a Justin Bieber fan. I like a lot of other stuff, too. <laughs> I reckon if I had to pick a song, though, if I had to pick a song, I'd probably be right now. It'd be like losing losing your mind by uh, Philip George. Okay, let's go with that over Bieber, because the boys. What happens when I ask people George this question? Philip, they yeah. quickly go and find it, and I'll play it to the out, to the break. Yeah, and uh, so I'm glad we don't have to listen to Bieber. No, so no, the no, boys no. are all over They're that. All They'll good. find that for you. Uh, tell us something we don't know about one of the other players on the tour. Um, oh, no. mm, one of the other players. There's plenty that uh, do a lot of whinging. There's plenty of that. Uh, <laughs> like... who's, who's the biggest whinger? No names. Like? Who's the no, biggest, who's the biggest penfolds? Who there is? is the biggest front running <laughs> whinger? Um. <laughs> Am I allowed to name the name? Yeah, you are. It's your career, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it to him. Uh, let's go, Daniel Fox. Oh, Foxy. Foxy. <laughs> I'm friends with Daniel. Yeah, and, yeah, he is, a with... he is a winger. Uh, former winner. Of the WA. He is, he is. Okay. No, I do, yeah. yeah good I've got fella. Of time for Foxy, so oh, I'm sure he can definitely take Foxy. it. But okay. Well, he, uh, he, he, loves, he loves having a winch. <laughs> what makes you way more angry than it should? Um, oh, bah, rakes in bunkers. People not putting rakes back in bunkers properly. It Honestly, it does my gears. Because so, yeah, it just... Uh, you know when the bunk is when the rake's sitting on the side of the side of a bunker lip, the ball falls in the ball fall uh, the ball falls in the bunker off the side of the lip, and now you're on a downslope against a rake, and you're like, well, now I'm to put the ball back on the downslope. Now you was going to have a decent shot, like yeah, a better shot etiquette. than one I've got. Turns in front and of it him. happens way too many times. We don't, have, we don't have rakes in bunkers for tournaments, so that's why I like playing tournaments. Yeah, that's the way to go. That's the way to go. <laughs> hey, uh, last one that's before what... we uh, wrap it up. Uh, do you have any secret talents? Uh, I don't know about talents, but like I'm generally pretty good at most sports I try. So really, yeah, it's annoying. I played a lot of state hockey, state cricket. Stuff, all right, so yeah, like we're in district cricket. What a cricket. play by me! What <laughs> a play, impressive. Good, hey, good luck. Good luck impressive. starting Thursday. We yeah, really thanks. look forward to defend yeah. the title. And thank you for coming in. Oh, no issue. You're a star, mate. Enjoy. Braden Becker, good man. You'll see him in action at the WA Open. Who's going to win, guys? Tomorrow. Who's this? Paul George or Phil George or Georgie Porgy, whatever yeah, that is. my song. Hey, let's get a breakaway. Let's go. Time to go from 6 o'clock tomorrow morning. Hayley Miller's going to join us in the studio. And if you want to win $100 million, you can't go anywhere but listen to us tomorrow. 13, 12, 55 or 0487 We are going to win $100 million. And you can do that right here on SEN Breakfast.